25 years ago, during a podcasting incident, Matt Apodaca was ejected from the studio and spent 25 years drifting through space. As everybody else aged, he remained ageless until his body was discovered by a salvage rig and brought back to Earth, where he rejoins the podcast on today's episode. Hey, uh, he- hello, hello, uh, hello, everyone. Um, I guess, well, well, I haven't seen you guys in so long. Oh, my God. It, look Good at, to look have at, you back, Matt. I aged so fast. Um, what, how old are you? Can I ask how long? I've, it's, it's been it's 25 been years. It's been 25 years. We're old. We're old now. We're very old. We're old now. We're old. We're old. I, I We're guess old. you guys are saying this, but I... Not to be rude, but I'm not seeing much of a difference here. What are you, what are you talking about? I'm, uh, I, 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 my skin comes off like paper. I guess, I guess for me, what I'm having a hard time with is, contextually, I've always been the young one. You so son this is, of a bitch. I knew it. I knew that way. You, you, of course, that's the card you play. You can't fucking tell the difference between us now and 25 years ago because we've always been old to you. That's on you. That that that's you're absolutely right. It, it's we're you know, old. I and, and 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 you keep saying that, and that's honestly helpful to me. And because yes. in these situations, when I can't tell, I need to know when when somebody is old and when they're not. We're we're playing classics like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven again, which takes place today. It did, oh my We're god! Old. Oh my it's god! Yeah, <laughs> it's the future. It's, it's the future. Would you like to know some things about the future, Matt? Yeah, I mean, has anything from our, you know, what our vision of the future from uh, the year twenty twenty one come true? Like, do we get cybernetic uh, yes. enhancements or anything like no. that? No, 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 no. No. Your food is in a marble, and you get it from the government. <laughs> All food. <laughs> and what is it? It's just food. Yeah. It's in a marble. You get a bag of marbles at the beginning of the day at the, at the post office, and you eat the marbles over the course of the day. Yeah. We, we, we Our podcast no longer is on phones or computers. It's on marbles. You go to the post office, and you buy a really? marble of a new episode, and you put it in your, directly into your ear, and then afterwards you can eat it. So we've gone, we've, we had like, uh, we had good technology. We had like real mm-hmm. food. We had oh, other yeah. media. We've, yes. a, we've, we've adopted a marble-based society now is what yeah, I'm understanding. Marble, marble-based. It's all marbles. So if you, let's say you want to go somewhere. Yeah. You, ha- you climb into a marble. Climb into shrub- one. Yeah, you're, everybody's got a marble the size of like a, what did you call them? Car. <laughs> You called you cars forgot the back word in the car. I and hopped in a marble the other day with M Night Shyamalan, and we went to a beach. Had the best time. You wait. So in so within the twenty five years, I've been gone. You befriended M Night Shyamalan and go on excursions with him. Heather and I go to the beach with M Night all the time. This is the thing I'm upset about the most. I missed out on hangs with M Night. It's like a hidden beach, and there, it's got a secret to it. We go there a lot. <laughs> oh, so that's that explains why you're this this way. We're old, you see. 
<laughs> no. It's only been... You've only been asleep for three days, Matt. We're uh, lying Okay, to you. see, I knew it. <laughs> we infiltrate an interstellar organ trading ring and read a Bible's worth of text in horny cyberpunk graphic adventure Police Knots as Hideo Kojemba begins this week on How Did This Get Played? Welcome to How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and wake-me-up-before-you-go-go-est video games of all time. That third W is by at Chicken. Submit yours at GetPlayedPod, hashtag www. I'm Nick Weiger, along with Heather Ann Campbell. Wait, I thought we were doing names. I thought we were doing names. Oh, are we? All last month, I forgot. (laughs) Okay. And this, I mean, I'll do a name. All right, great. You want to take it again? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, then we're just going to keep going. Are you going to do a name? Yeah, I'm going to do a name. I thought we were like, we're like, well, maybe do a name, but it'll be too much work. So we bailed on it, but we are doing names. We talked about how it would be too much work. And then we all came up with like 50. (laughs) That's true. I should look up one of the ones I texted. Hold on. All right, go on, Heather. All right. I'm Dather Strand Campbell. Very Silence. Good. I mean, not that I could hear like the room either way, but no, like the crowd's just... going nuts. No, I liked oh, it. God. No, I think we were we were just waiting for you to say to introduce along with my co-host. Along with my co-host, Metal Gear Padaka. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Nick, you want you want to give one too? Yeah, Matt had a good pitch. Weig Hardman. Yeah, Weig Hardman. Death or Strand Campbell and Metal <laughs> Gear Apodaca. Wait, what was yours? Yeah, Metal Gear Apodaca, but I didn't say my catchphrase, which is, hello, everyone. Like, you know, a snake doesn't ever know what anything is. <laughs> yeah, right. Hello. Oh, man. If this is your first episode of the show, what's going on? Yeah. You know what? I'll clarify it. Welcome back, Bucket. Edge. <laughs> yeah, we're normally inscrutable, but we're extra inscrutable this week, appropriately enough, because we are beginning Hideo Kojember, a month-long exploration of the games of Hideo Kojima, and it's a, he's, he's a guy who's famously te- dense, uh, has a lot of lore, uh, there's so much that you have to digest and maybe comprehend and maybe you just have no like like play through a whole game and still not be clear on what the fuck is going on. That is the the Kojima experience. And it's very much the case with this week's game. If if this podcast was a Hideo Kojima production, mm-hmm. when Nick started talking, there could have been like a pop up and you could have clicked it and it would have been an audio description that was like Nick Weiger is one of three 
hosts of the podcast, How Did This Get Played? And every month they do a retrospective on the games of Hideo Kojima. And then you'd click, you'd, you'd click on Weiger and it would be like a family history of the name Weiger. Yes. And then there would be just like a, um, uh, a 3D model of like the Velociraptor from Jurassic Park that you could just like rotate for some reason. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, he's look, it, it's he's a fascinating figure and he's made some fascinating games, including the game we're going to discuss this week. But before we do that, before we descend into gaming hell, it is first time to briefly touch on a game we're currently playing by spending 70 seconds in gaming heaven. Matt, tell me when. Go for it, Nick. So, as we discussed before recording, I had my first plane flight of any length in a while. I flew to New York City and back, and I got myself a plane game. Mm-hmm. That Didn't game get is off dunge- the plane. Yeah. Just no. stayed. <laughs> Baby steps. I wanted to experience air travel again. And yeah. then at some, I'll work my way up to getting off of the plane in a different city. You were on uh, a but- list before, but now you're on a different list for doing that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy's just weird. <laughs> Dungeon Encounters, which I got for Switch. Now, this is a dorks dork game. Like this is the this is this is so fucking dorky. I, I sent you guys a link for so you can look at some of the art in this game and and get a sense of what it's like to look at. Um, and playing it is is just like you know it it it's like it looks. It, the the map is a grid uh, of these dungeons you're going through. Uh, the various encounters, the titular encounters you can have are uh, denoted by numbers that are on the map. And uh, the only real art is like your player characters uh, who are in your party, uh, your JRPG party, and then the enemies that you're fighting against. Um, it's very, very intentionally minimalist. It's an aesthetic choice. And it was directed by Hiroyuki Ito. Uh, time's up. Who, who directed, let, let me let me add just a little bit more context, directed <laughs> Final Fantasy VI, nine and 12, and created the active time battle system. So this is a dude who's had a ton of success and been enormously influential in JRPGs. And then goes on to make this small, weird, like almost indie feeling game. It's like, it's kind of like a Steven Soderbergh, like how he'll like have made these huge like blockbusters. And then he's just like, now I just want to make a movie that I, with a phone and you can only watch it on your phone. You know, like it's just some weird, like fucking experimental shit, but I fucking, I love it so much. It's so good. And I don't know if you guys would like it at all. You might hate it. Yeah. I'm looking at the, um, the link that you sent. And yeah. I'm seeing this grid, and I've played Dungeons and Dragons, so I'm not unfamiliar with something looking like this, right? Sure. But it looks it looks like somebody put an action figure on top of a Scrabble board. Yeah, like it is very much that. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that is exciting to me, and it's just in this screenshot here on the on the eShop, but I'm I'm, I'm for some reason the the levels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the levels that is that are featured in this screenshot, like the uh, characters uh, like uh, levels is getting yeah. me hyped as hell for some reason. Like the idea of <laughs> <laughs> that you can level a guy that far. But yeah, I guess so. But then also like seeing this creature that's like um, it's called wa- uh, waking eyes and it's just a bunch of eyes level 74. And I'm like, yeah, let's yeah. fucking go. Matt, you'll also like this, that you can get a a cat man in your party, Elva, or a cat creature. I'm going to get this today. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's great, but it's dorky as hell, and it's, it's, uh, you were speaking of inscrutable, this is intentionally inscrutable. But, uh, you know, check it out if you like, if you, if you really, really love the combat systems of JRPGs, that's all it is. It's completely drilled down on that. Man, I went so far over 70 seconds. Well. What a format breach, but I couldn't resist. 
Heather and I did interrupt you with two very hilarious jokes. So we, (laughs) you know, we'll allow it. Let's get into police knots. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Should we? All right. I think we gotta. All right. Well, let's let's set the stage. Police Knots is a graphic adventure game or visual novel developed and published by Konami. It was written and directed by Hideo Kojima and originally released for a computer machine I've never heard of, the PC-9821, and then also released for 3DO, PlayStation, and the Sega Saturn. It has never been released in the West So the only way that you can play it is via a fan translation. The game came out in 1994 and other video games from that year include Donkey Kong Country, Doom 2, Earthbound, Final Fantasy VI, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, and Sonic and Knuckles. Mm. So you put this game in the the context of other games that were coming out at this time. (laughs) What? Huh? Seriously? I said, and and me. uh, Famously uh, born in 1990. What? Wait, no, this oh, the year was 1994. Oh, oh, never mind. No, I thought you were even younger than I thought. I was Jesus. Just extremely no, I was sorry. Like, my God. No, I got scared for a second, too. You're born after Jurassic Park? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking freak. <laughs> Shouldn't be allowed, honestly. <laughs> uh, so if you put this in the context of other games from that time, uh, it is unique. It is like playing yes. a movie, uh, which is an expansion of the um, sort of uh, video game aesthetic and uh, programming philosophy of Snatcher, a game for the Sega CD that we played last year. However, Police Knots is, I would argue, far less interactive than Snatcher and is more akin to reading a book over many, many, many hours with mm. some visual scenes added. Uh, That's I, where I boy. think we should begin. Oh, no. I- no, I no, I I fully agree with you, and and I would I will say that I was so hyped to play this game. I Me love too. Snatcher so much. Holy I thought it shit. was it's a fucking one of the best adventure games I've ever played, and I love adventure games. A hundred percent. Great story. Great yeah. characters. Snatcher. And I was so fucking hyped for for Police Knots because I Hype. knew that this was the follow up. I feel like this will be the iteration. This is on newer hardware. This is going to be the art looks fucking awesome in this game. Mm-hmm. That's fucking right. The, and then to play it, I just felt like it was such a slog. Oh, I, I just boy. got so, so bogged down in minutia so quickly. Yeah, I uh, I thought we were opening up Kojember with a home yes. run. Yeah, yes. A home run so big that we were like, fuck yeah, we're going to start with police knots. Then we'll go mm-hmm. a little indie with Bucktie. You know, like, well, not, not Indian that it was a indie game, but like yeah, nobody talks right. about Boktai. Yeah. Right? Yes. That sort of Holy indie feel to it. Fucking shit. Now, yeah. now. This game. Oh, no. People, there might be some listeners who like to click on everything that they see, and that's it. So that, you know, they, maybe, maybe it's a, that might be somebody here's thing. Sure. <laughs> I, and, and I will say honestly, and Matt, I do want to hear. I do want to hear your your take yeah. and your your initial reactions to this. But I will say honestly, like that, if this had become, if this I had been playing this game under different circumstances, mm-hmm. and because you know we've always kind of got a little bit of time pressure to play through this game. We actually gave ourselves a little extra time so we could get you know really spend some time with police knots. But I but I because I was like, oh, I have this this looming deadline. I have to get through as much of this game as I can. Yeah. Just the volume of text you have to absorb to progress at all 
And and like you mentioned earlier, uh, you, you were your text us, Heather. This is a, this is the thing it shares in common with with Snatcher, which is that the look feature you can look multiple times at the same object, and they will get even more detail. And sometimes that's that's necessary in order to observe something um, that that you need to to advance the 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 a gameplay. So it's it it to me honestly felt very tedious at times. I don't know, Matt. What did you think? Yeah, I mean. I mean, famously, famously, who knows? Uh, to uh, you guys know, everybody yes. here knows that um, like adventure games are just not my thing. Yes. Um, and I don't. However, really... you also think that space is better than old. That this game is takes place true. in space. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that to me, but but but, it takes place in the year 2013, a year that I've lived. So like. It, <laughs> it, do you know what I mean? So like, right. it's not like it's it's you know retro futurism at this point, but like, sure. it has it has it has a cool aesthetic. It has that going for it. Um, but I don't even really remember what I gave Snatcher at the time last year. I remember thinking it was very cool. Um, but yeah, definitely compared to this, it's a it's a little less. Um. Like, I, yeah, to, to what Heather said, a little less interactive, but it's interactive in a different way where, you know, we, yeah. just, we have mentioned already, you can click on every single thing and and get information anytime you want. And I think that's something that we'll probably be running into uh, this whole month. And it's just the thing that I think we all know about uh, Hideo Kojima is that this dude loves information. He's yes. fucking crazy for it. And he wants you to know every single thing that he's ever thought uh, or uh, and it's like it's 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 interesting i don't know I, I this game's not uninteresting to me no it's not uninteresting yeah i and, and i just i think yeah in this format it you know in with a lot of voiceless text he really did not have to edit himself at all yeah and so there's just volumes of volumes of information on absolutely everything uh just just talking about the timeline of of his games real quick so in 1987 he makes metal gear 1988 snatcher Mm -hmm. uh, Snatcher doesn't release on Sega CD, which is the version we played until 1994 in the U.S., so the year that, that uh, you know, Police Knots finally comes out. But so there's like six years of time between Snatcher and Police Knots, you know, like, and so it's like it's it's a pretty substantial window there, even though they kind of feel right one right after the other. Uh, he also made Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake in 1990, which is the game that really kind of uh, uh, defined the franchise. But it's interesting to think like he could have gone in a direction of being like, I'm going to be the point and click, non the the interactive movie sort of, you know, version yeah. of, of like, like there's a version of his career where he goes fully in that direction. And I'm glad he got he went back to, you know, making games with systems and, and extensive gameplay with Metal Gear Solid uh, in, in 98, because it's just like that's. That's like the that's like what I I feel like it's it, that, that that's some of his most interesting stuff, you know. Yeah, I mean this is this is an interactive visual dictionary. It's not mm. it's it's not even a visual right. novel. It's a visual dictionary with almost no puzzles to solve. It's essentially a picture book mm -hmm. of ideas that Kojima and his staff had. You know, whether that be about futuristic drug delivery systems or space travel or even the way the news is broadcast and how makeup is applied to news anchors in the future. Like every yes. single fucking thing in this game. When we say we, you click on something and you look at it, you get information about what you're looking at. But then you also have, at least in the Saturn version, I don't know which versions you guys played in the I Saturn the version. Yeah. Same, same to me. I, I played it on my PSP, though. Yeah. 
in in the Saturn version, you also have a constant pocket dictionary. So anytime a term is used for the first time, whether that be DDS or whether it be uh, beyond the name of the space colony where most of the action takes place, you get like a little asterisk next to the information. And then you can look that up in your pocket dictionary and it explains like the history of that thing. So it's, it's like reading a fake internet almost Mm -hmm. like it's like reading a fake Wikipedia with pictures at the top of the screen, you know, which is interesting, but a real, a real grind. Yeah. It's for a game. That's basically like, you know, you're, you're for, for what's essentially a first person adventure for most of it. It actually does like feel more like a hypnospace outlaw, which is exactly what you were talking about. It's just like, this is this fake internet that we're going to explore. And I'm going to read a bunch of text to get a bunch of context for this world that I'm inhabiting. Uh, and like, like what you're saying about just like having so much detail, it's just like amazing. It's just like, like, Hey, yeah, let's, let's get on the elevator. So, you know, this isn't a normal elevator. This is a superconductor elevator, which means it actually accelerates at a much higher rate than a normal elevator. And then all of a sudden you're listening to this dude give you like six paragraphs about how this future elevator works. Like, you know, and, and it's like, okay, yeah, this is. I don't know. It's just basically all world building, which is interesting. I can see someone just absolutely like loving this shit and eating it up with a with, with a fucking spoon. But it's just a lot to digest. <laughs> you I, I, I feel like we should talk about or just set like the stage of the story so that For people sure. understand what Let's we're talking about. Yes. So to back up a little bit uh, in the year 2013. Uh, a group of five astronaut police officers or police knots are chosen to train in space for a future job protecting Beyond Coast, which is going to be the first functional self-supporting space colony. Uh, The colony, by the way, based on the designs of Gundam. So shout out to my favorite new thing in the whole fucking world. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But uh, an accident happens and your main character, Jonathan Ingram, is ejected into space, seemingly to his death. But his spacesuit preserves him cryogenically, for 25 years in space until he is picked up by salvage or something uh, and then brought back to Earth uh, with no job and no family. He becomes a private investigator in old Los Angeles when uh, the plot of the game begins. His ex-wife, Lorraine, shows up like a film, film noir fatale, like film, what do you, femme fatale, fatale. like a femme fatale. At the door, and she has uh, recently lost her husband. He's he's gone missing, and she doesn't know who else to turn to other than Jonathan Ingram. So he goes to Beyond after witnessing her car explode. Uh, yes, and then he's got to investigate the circumstances of Lorraine's uh, husband. What's his name? Hojo. What's his first Hojo. name? Kenzo. Kenzo Hojo. Kenzo Hojo, and he's only got three clues to go by: a torn. Fig leaf, a set of capsules, and the word Plato, or maybe it wasn't a fig leaf. I don't remember. Anyway, yeah, it's a so you described a lot. I, I the the cryogenically frozen you mentioned, and, and which means he hasn't aged. So his wife comes in, and it's like he's you know he he's seeing her as an older woman. Although honestly, she looks the same age as him in the game art, um, but it's so there's all sorts of stuff like that, and that leads to when he gets to outer heaven. He's reuniting with his partner, 
I'm sorry, I said Outer Heaven because I have that in my head. It's another Hideo Kojima thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when he gets to Beyond Coast, rather, uh, he, uh, uh, I saw Heather, like I said, Outer Heaven, I saw Heather, like, her eyes, like, turned into fucking saucers. Like, well, I was what, like, what game did you what play? What the fuck did I miss? <laughs> Going to Outer Heaven, I never, don't remember this at all. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Beyond Coast is the, is the space holiday. Um, so he, when he gets there, he's teaming up with his old partner, who is one of the police knots, and... This, I think, is like a big thing of this game, which is Hideo Kojima is like he doesn't just wear his references on his sleeve. He like his influences on his sleeve. He like wears them like like a NASCAR racing suit. (laughs) It's just if he likes something, he just puts exactly that in the game. Yeah. So much of this game is like he was like, I like lethal weapon. Let's do lethal weapon in space. And you hear that mm-hmm. and it's like, sure, that's a great pitch. Lethal weapon in space. And he's like, okay, great. So there will be one cop who's like young and has long hair, exactly like Mel Gibson's. And then he's got, and he's white and he's, his partner is black and older and has a mustache and a receding hairline and a family, of course. Yeah. And of course, you know, the the, the young guy's wife is dead. Um, it's, it's just like exactly oh. the fucking lethal weapon. And you know what else I like? I like Die Hard. So yes. why don't I make that guy's backstory that he shot somebody uh, a while ago and it was an accident and he can't pull the trigger because it reminds him too much of this accident from his past. I like Die yes. Hard. Yeah. It's the exact same fucking thing. He just he just <laughs> pull, he just merged the two things and they're in there and it's right down to the music, which is just like straight up out of the Lethal Weapon score. Uh, Matt, can we play this cue for what plays when you when you uh, reconnect with Ed Brown, your old partner? It's like a, it's like the royalty-free sound alike for the Lethal Weapon soundtrack. It's like that's what the the synth sax that's just completely trying to mimic that feeling that is uh, evoke what's in the film. Now, you've chosen a, a pretty sparse piece of yes. music from this game, but yes. among the complaints that I have to levy at this game, the soundtrack is not one of them. No, and I, I love the soundtrack. Years of playing city pop playlists on YouTube to Jonathan Ingram's face, which seems to be the chosen backdrop for all playlists. Like I was like, oh man, the music really lives up to this atmosphere, this feeling that like it's, it's the number one good vibe about the game is the soundtrack. So I've got a music cue from the beginning of the game where I was like, oh, before I, before I'd been betrayed by the sheer tonnage (laughs) of words in the title itself. Like I was like, oh, here we go. This is gonna be a fucking smooth feeling all the way. It's 1994. You're just racing at top speed down the 101 freeway. <laughs> Didn't even bother to wear a helmet so you could smoke a cigarette at 95 miles an hour. <laughs> you don't got a care in the world. You got 15 lines of Coke in a bag in your pocket. <laughs> in the lines? In the lines. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about drugs. 
Maybe. But, like, but let's it. do some. Yeah. You show up at the club and you know the bouncer. You give each other the nod. And then you're inside. There's dancers everywhere. Why are they dancing? There's no music. Only the sound of how cool you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really good. And, and I think the other track that... that you you hear a lot in um uh, you know that that people really really responded to in this one is the other one I pulled uh, end of the dark, which I think is just a fucking jam. Ooh, we we pulled the same one. Like if this came on in the club now, it would it would be great, right? Yeah, that's what really people good. in the club want. Look, aesthetically, this game is a marvel. I love the art. I love the character designs. Uh, the the uh, the sound design and the, and the the scoring is, I think, really really awesome. It's just that that the act- actually playing it is, for me anyway, under these circumstances, less fun than I'd hoped. Especially considering how much I love Snatcher, which is such a similar design. Mm-hmm. And we haven't even gotten to the parts. That really bothered me. <laughs> Should we get into that? <laughs> All right. So there's not a lot of interactivity in this game, you know, beyond clicking like a book in the corner and finding out the history of some shit that's never happened. There's nothing really to do except sexually assault women Mm -hmm. and not just a woman, every woman in the game. Yeah, you 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 can. And. I don't, you don't have to, you don't, it's not that you must, but when there's nothing else to do in a game except grope women and their boobs animate to a bouncing sound, that is, that's rough territory and it, there's no punishment for it. It doesn't derail the plot. And in fact, services to contextualize your character who is constantly being called a pervert by yeah. other people in the game. Yes. So like it wouldn't make as much sense if he wasn't just grabbing the tits of the first woman. I think maybe he can, he, duck, he maybe the only person he can't grab the boobs of is his wife, his ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, it's because she most blows of the, up. <laughs> she's punished as a result yeah it's yeah. most of the female npcs in the game i'm not sure if it's every single one but like name yeah one. name wait 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 name one i think maybe th- there's the there's the older woman in the um in the the store with the with the bomb in, oh in, no in the you bag. definitely you can grope her, can her and oh, it leads man. to a special ending so you're rewarded for groping that oh one. my god wow <laughs> and then there's the there's the the woman who is on um the what is it called the police force um meryl meryl yeah meryl who Meryl Silverberg, a same same character name as in the Metal Gear Solid yeah, series. Who, if you if you yep. uh, you can only uh, uh, you know touch her breasts if you get a high score in the shooting gallery. If you oh, get right, yes. two hundred and fifty points, I think uh, 
I, you know, I only got 248. Um, but uh, <laughs> played it for hours. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but the yeah, that's what you did. She tells you, it's like, oh, if you. Um, go get 250 points at least in the in the shooting gallery. You can touch him. Uh, yes, and that's just like a thing you can do, which is like yeah. Her line is, "You want to touch these? You got to beat me." While she's holding a switchblade. Yeah, so she's the yeah. only one that allows you to, I guess. But yes. it, it's still weird. There's, there's, and it also his in-game dialogue is not like in incongruous to this. Like he no. meets women, and he's like. I think it literally one point he's like, that's a beautiful ass. I could eat anything off that ass. Yeah. He's and then he says it to a different person. Yeah. He's like, that's a beautiful ass. Where's a quarter when you need one? And yeah, these are fan translations, but they didn't add this shit to the game. Yeah. Like it seems like a pretty like, no, it it seems like a pretty uh, rigidly uh, as correct as possible as 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 true to the original text as the localization could be because it it's it seems like it's it's that's just what he wanted in there and there's all sorts of information like like uh, you know. Uh, there's all sorts of background to indicate that yes this is very much the game that Kojima wanted to make and this was very much a feature he thought was important you know you meet your partner's daughter at his home yes and in front of him she's 16 she's 16 she's in a gym gymnasium uniform because she's like got some routine or something she's working on the thing oh, she, she saying, also explains it's a high tech uh, uh she gives you a bunch of context <laughs> yeah, of how high tech the suit is and how it wicks the sweat or whatever yeah sorry go on you say in front of your partner to his daughter i'm more interested in what's under that uniform yes like if that was any human being to another like You'd get the shit beaten out of yeah. you. Like, right Leave there. my home. What the fuck is the yeah. matter with you? That's my daughter. Yeah, it's I mean, like she's shrug 25 off years. Yeah, you like, meet her. This is the you, first thing you say. They should you, have a justification for it. Like, yeah, when you're when you're frozen for 25 <laughs> years, it ruins your brain and you become a not normal man. <laughs> There's... To go back to your, I, I just want to get, before we leave this area, uh, when you touch the old lady's boob, so there's, there's a hostage situation, there's a hidden bomb, you run into a purse store, and the bomb is hidden inside of one of these purses. If you just go for the woman's boobs, <laughs> they bounce and they blow up the building. Because wow. you learn and that then affects later dialogue because over the game over screen, Ed, your partner says, dude, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like <laughs> we're trying to disarm a bomb and you grab what's wrong with you. You do it again and blow up the building. He has different dialogue and it's like, dude, you got to stop. You're killing us over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> then when you are disarming the bomb, you find a motion sensor and Ed is like, oh, that must have been why we died, because her boobs jiggling set off the motion sensor inside of the bag. Man, I got to replay the sequence. Uh, I do like <laughs> I, I will say I do like that the, that this game like con- has the fourth wall breaking, you know, where like especially in that sequence, because like if you fail in that sequence, it'll be like, OK, let's pre- let the dialogue will be like, let's pretend that never happened. You know, like they're acknowledging the game reality within their reality, Mm -hmm. which I think is is fun. Uh, Yes, Ed Ed Brown, his partner, whose daughter he um, uh, ogles, 
uh, verbally said, uh, describes him as he's the biggest pervert I've ever met in my life. Like, it's just like, <laughs> this is like this character's core yeah. value is that he's like a fucking rocks. disgusting horn dog. Yeah. Uh, so, so talking about the, uh, uh, talking about this a little bit more because <laughs> wait, it is, uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is also, before I forget, the opening that I pitched to you guys that we didn't end oh, right. up doing. Oh, yeah. Which was that uh, uh, Matt and I were a uh, were, were two detectives and uh, and Matt kept trying, like, Nick's a suspect or a witness. Yeah. And instead of, like, asking, instead of getting the witness to give us information, Matt just right. keeps being like, hey, can you jump up and down, buddy? It's like, what are you, you looking at his dick? Yeah. yeah. Let's see it again. <laughs> <laughs> it it does make you wonder if Kojima has ever talked to a woman. Like yeah. it's so fucking weird. It's so bizarre, and and that just everyone's just basically kind of takes it in stride. It's it, it, it's so weird. Um, the uh, this game actually has a credited breast bouncing supervisor, Kumi Sato. And I don't know if that's a joke or not, but it's it's in the game's credits. That's like a T-shirt that you buy at the pier. <laughs> I'm a breast bouncing supervisor. My yeah. friend over here is on the Beaver Patrol. <laughs> I, I mean, I, he talks about his kid in his book, yeah, the creative gene. So I know that he's either kidnapped a child or has a relationship with a woman. I guess I don't. I guess that, that's a incredibly heteronormative thing to think. Yeah, like I guess he could. Yeah, just, Heather. I don't know anything. Yeah. He's got a kid. Maybe maybe he <laughs> shot someone and then that that person's kid was there and then he adopted him like in like this, the in game. This game. Yeah, uh, I, I do want to say a couple of like uh, one more thing on this, which is I actually there's a there's a video and we can post this video on social media because I think it's it's like a really good breakdown of just what this game is or what this aspect of the game is um, and uh, and how prominent it is. Uh, but I've got a little chunk that I pulled. This is from uh, the censored gaming channel, and this is specifically about police knots. And this is about the uh, Kojima's interactions with Sony in, in, for the PlayStation port of this game and why it got censored versus the Saturn port. It was with the PS1 release where Hideo's vision started to meet resistance, as revealed in Famitsu's PlayStation 20th anniversary interview with Kojima and translated by again the folks at Junker HQ. Hideo and the Sony president got into an intense dispute over the title's breast touching, which forced them to tone the feature down. Hideo was, needless to say, not pleased. So that that uh, that gives you some context for like this was an actual fight. And the quote that's pulled, this is from Junker HQ, is Sony said, we're going to need to decide on a limit to the breast touching. And Kojima says from the transcript, oh, give me a break. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the same man who was like the first the first place you go outside of the detective agency is during the chase sequence uh, of the man who you believe has just murdered your ex-wife. Mm -hmm. And you can click on the buildings across the street and one of them sells... <sighs> it's VR child pornography. Oh, yeah. Which, that's an insane thing. Like, the first... I mean, yeah, you're like, oh, I'm going to make this world gritty. Sure. That's like... That's... I mean, that's beyond fucked... Yes. As your intro to the gaming world, like it's there. Whoa, 
but, oh, but okay. I, I, let me mm. let me let me just say this, and not to defend that, but I would just Uh-oh. say in, in, the, in the context of Uh-oh. if we're. If That's we're going to pay like we're, this, we're cut the podcast right here. Just- <laughs> Folks, we got him. <laughs> just smash through my window. I was going to say that if you're trying to present a cyberpunk dystopia yeah. and you're going to say like, this world is just this fucked up that that happens. I don't sure. know. Maybe that's still a line you don't want to cross. But it, when you when you try to marry that with the casual groping uh, yes. that's yeah. just throughout this game, it starts to be like, wait, what the fuck are you trying to say here? Yes. This is just yeah, upsetting. That's what I was trying to say was yes. that like you can't the both of those things are in the same game where it's right. like how this this is judgment of a world gone wrong. Now, why don't you sexualize my 16 year old daughter? Like, <laughs> or your also, dead wife's daughter. Yeah. Another character is very sexualized. Look, we got to spoil. We got to spoil. Yeah. Can we spoil? Yes, look, please. We're, spo- we're entering spoiler country. So here it is. Is that how we do it here, Heather? Buckle up. It's spoiler country. There it is. All right. All right. Great. Is that as far as you're going? Are you guys going to go for a little bit? Stash your hats and glasses, buckaroos. We're going into spoiler country. You might get spoiled. I I found a corpse out on the desert. It had gone dry and eyes were pecked out from vultures. I guess you could call that body... Spoiled. <laughs> Does that work? Did I do that it? That was wonderful. Yeah, that was great. great. Spoiler country. So, <laughs> your ex-wife's daughter is your daughter. But the game still allows you yes. to grab her tits and maybe her vagina. Yeah. In a, in a, also, also at one point, I believe she she gets on top of you and it's like, I love you. She and really like, try. And she she yeah. almost tri- she tries to have sex with you and you're interrupted by a phone call. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the only instance in which uh, the protagonist, Jonathan Ingram, exercises any restraint throughout the game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. But in, 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 there are so many of these instances. I feel like we should just re-clarify. These aren't the only things you can do in the game. <laughs> Like there's there's like there's other stuff. There's other stuff going on. It is is a part of it. You're like on spaceships and shit. Yeah. Like there's like a lot happens in this. There's shooting sequences. There's fucking, you know, there there, there's mechs there. It's a it's a wild. There's there's a there's an organ smuggling ring. Uh, there, there's, there's future drugs. There's so much going on. There's so much world building. There's straight but up, but it is animated. a little overwhelmed. There's straight up, yeah. There, there's great animated sequences, and yeah, it, and there's zero G clubs to hang out in. But I, within I think, those zero G clubs, there are buxom women that you can fondle. I think that's, I think that's why, why we've spent so much of this podcast talking about this. Is it's, it's jarring. It yes. is not like, it's not like. I'm sure there's some lewd shit said during Snatcher that I don't really remember. Yeah. Or like, you know, you, I've seen screenshots of Quiet from Metal Gear Solid, whatever that one was, five? five? Five, yeah. yeah. Five, and it's like, okay, I, I get that there's like, you know, fucking F1 car bikini babes in, in a lot of his stuff. It's just intrusive in this game. Yeah. Like it is in, it is in your face, unavoidable. You meet a, a girl behind a counter and she's wearing like a, a, a shirt with a boob window. 
cut out and your yes. character's like, oh, look at Sean. Yeah, the tongue oh, rolls out. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> this also, on top of some of the other things in this game that have aged incredibly poorly, like, uh, you know, obviously blatant sexism. There's racism in the game. There's transphobia in this game. There's, it's, there's stuff in this game that... Just do not age bad immediately. Like, sure. but you know, especially playing it today, I, I, there's just so much. There, there's a lot of stuff in this game that made you just go, "Yikes!" Yeah, but the, but those yeah. other elements, a lot of content that was produced in the '90s, are hundred percent. Yeah, there aren't a lot where you're just going around straight up just honking on boobs no. and the woman just says, "Hey, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't say you could do that." Yeah, I'm gonna ask you again to not do that. And yeah, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me remind you, there will be no consequences if you repeatedly do this. Yes. Yeah. It's it's fucking weird. I I, I boy, I, it's he never stopped. You're, you're you're right, Heather. He never stopped being horny. But it's just this game. It's like I, I never want to like. It's one of those things when you hear about like a censorship debate, like a struggle with like a studio or something like that. You always want to side on with the artists. Except yeah. this is one of those ones where you're just like, Nah, Sony was right, and yeah, honestly, I take they the should. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like honestly, they should have they should have gone further with it. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's I mean, I would have loved I would have loved to hear heard his argument if Zony was like, "But the daughter, you'll you'll cut that he yeah. grabs his daughter's yeah. boobies." Yeah, and I would have loved to hear Kojima be like, "Absolutely not." Yeah, it's I need that in the game. I'll fucking walk. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, so so to sing a few more praises to this game with all this problematic content. Sure. There is this, as always, his sci-fi ideas are awesome. And that the game also pre-references, like it's a preamble to other concepts that he uses later. Mm -hmm. There are, I mean, he's still using the same acronyms in Death Stranding, his most recent game, as he's using in 1994's Police knots like DDS, which is said constantly in this in this game, which is a drug delivery system. Uh, the the plot of the game sort of hinges on this idea that you could smuggle uh, narcotics into the general populace by splitting splitting the ingredients of those narcotics into multiple pills that would only become active once ingested. Cool concept. Uh, DDS returns as delivery dependence syndrome in death stranding uh because he loves he loves winking to himself and those original winks are usually winks to somebody else's work yes uh tokugawa which is the the company that's in this game tokugawa electronics is referenced a lot in in metal gear solid uh particularly metal gear solid 2 and uh you know the the i mentioned meryl silverberg who's a character in metal gear solid it almost like it feels like it could be the same character with some but but i i don't think that that quite times out but also says she was in foxhound which is the organization in the metal gear series right. or one of the organizations of the metal gear series so you know, there's there's uh, there there's a lot of those those self references. I also liked a lot of the character designs. Like I thought, like it's just like not necessarily the the two leads, but like the the chief looks cool as hell. Like the fucking 
I, I mean, I mean, so many of the characters just look so stylish, and and just the environments look really cool. Uh, the uh, the 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 Dave character, who's kind of like Dave and Merrill, are kind of a pair. Mm-hmm. Um, who's like kind of like this uh, this cyberpunk Naruto who uh, who eats cheeseburgers like wimpy, and he his whole. He's just like a really cool looking character and that them as a pairing is just really cool. And he has an amazing death scene uh, again, spoiler alert, but his death scene is he says this hamburgers aren't my favorite thing in the world. You know, you Meryl, I always love your smell. Oh, oh, well, I mean, he died. So I guess dies, so yeah. too angry at him. <laughs> but what a, what a shame if that was your, the way you left. Yeah, you, sh- you you shirked off your mortal coil with. I always love the way you smell. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, at least I could die happy. Yeah. I do think, I do think, and this is a problem across anime in yeah. general. I do think that the art for Ed is beyond problematic. Sure. Uh, like uh, it's it it's it's frustrating that a lot of anime only seems to know how to draw a black character one way and that's mm-hmm. offensively. Yeah. Um, but then again, this is a, this is also a game where I, you know, every, every woman's boobies jiggle. Yeah. So I don't know where they're aiming. Who know? I, yeah. I know where I'm aiming with the Sega Saturn gun. <laughs> did you use the light gun for the, the gun sequences? Fuck yeah, I did. Wow. I, I mean, that's got to plus it up quite a bit because I, I didn't find the, that to be like the most engaging. No, you know, oh, it, the it, world. it super plus it up, except that those shooting sequences happen once every like 18 hours in this game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I put my imagine, light gun in my storage bin. Let, yeah. Hold on. Let me fetch it out. I didn't realize I needed it again. Imagine my joy knowing that this used the Sega Saturn light gun. Yeah. Plugging yeah. in that light gun and getting ready to go you get a shooting sequence near immediately Very like as soon on. as you're outside of the of the detective agency you're fucking shooting a dude with your light gun it's like oh fuck this is great and then you might as yeah you might as well put it in in plastic sell it on ebay and when you get to another portion where you need a light gun <laughs> buy another one right <laughs> fuck Although, wait, uh, wait, but but I will say that also, speaking of light gun, this game has one of the funniest light gun moments. I've, I, I mean, like, I guess I've never looked for light gun comedy, but it's fucking awesome when you are at the finale of the game raiding Tokugawa's headquarters. There's like five guys that line up in front of you and you pick them all off. Bam, 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 bam. Right? Yeah. And then almost a la Metal Gear Solid 2, suddenly there's a million guys on screen. Yes. All in different places, all over the, all over the the room, like on balconies. Like it's such a good joke. Yeah. Uh, And it also gives you a chance to like really let loose with a light gun. You don't really even have to aim. You're just kind of like, lots of fun. Lots of fun. Once. Yeah. (laughs) There's, there's fun to be had. You have to, you have to look past a lot. And I I just, it's boy, I just, I, I I think I just had different, my expectations were set at a different level because of of playing Snatcher going into this. And, um, uh, but I, I don't know. Is it bad? 
Hmm. I don't know. I I, I do want to say that 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 uh, you know we you mentioned it was a fan localization, and this came out. The fan localization came out in two thousand nine originally. Uh, they finally localized or made it made it uh, compatible with the Saturn version in twenty sixteen, which is like the definitive version. Um, and uh, yeah, Junker HQ and PoliceKnots.net, like the volunteer team that put this together, like just it's just because it's 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 so much text mm-hmm. and it's such dense lore and it's so much like Heather was saying invented vocabulary that figuring out how to localize that is such a challenge and a volunteer team just like fucking did that and made this game available to players uh, it, who 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 only know English, um, uh, you know, for the first time. Just it, it's just an incredible service that they did. Also, I'm, I read that there are multiple engines inside of this game present mm. on each disc. And that was part of the monumental translation challenge was that you couldn't just patch this game. You had to, like, right. modify it in order for it to work. Like, yeah. this, the, the translation is a labor of love. And I think it's archival at points because this is a, a figure who is... like one of the names in video gaming Mm -hmm. and the idea that this massive work of his would not be available in English is kind of kooky. Um, And there's cool shit. There is cool shit in it. Like I said earlier, there's the the one, like the way that Nick described getting into an elevator is like a, like somebody's like, did you know it's, it's like fucking talking to the worst nerd at a party and everybody on the planet is that nerd. <laughs> but some of that shit is cool. Like when, yeah, some when cool. Karen Hojo is like talking about how she how her makeup on the news is digital. Like it's applied. And this is 1994. And she's talking about Snapchat filters. Like she's talking yeah, about right. a concept that is then executed in our year of our Lord 2021. Like that's really neat. And he does that a lot in the in these games. Um but I don't know, man, if I, if I was making a game and I was thinking about the future, maybe I'd Star Trek it up with a little bit less like boob grabbing. Yeah. And a little bit more like we got rid of money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like people are there are going to be some fans who, who uh, of this game who are going to be mad at us. But I, just, it's, I don't know. It's, it is like an overwhelming it, 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 it's overwhelming and it's to its detriment. And I, yeah, I don't know you if you, if. If all that content was not in the game, would it make the game worse? And I say it would not. Yes. No. Therefore, it doesn't need to be there. And the game is perhaps made better without its inclusion. Like if this was just a hard, like Blade Runner isn't Blade Runner because Harrison Ford's character is like honking Pris's boobies. It's Blade Runner because it takes itself grimly seriously yes. now you can include kojima's sensibilities and his sense of humor and his fourth wall breaking and all that shit in a game where you don't literally make a girl jump up and down in front of you and go oh no <laughs> hey man that's my daughter yeah yeah and it's like more I like mean, my daughter now am i right come on <laughs> like, what god you're disgusting but i love you for yeah. it yeah you're my favorite pervert <laughs>
yeah, the stuff is in there, and it's like, yeah, you know, we're not we're not admonishing anybody for being horny, but we're like, no. we're like, this is like too much. Hey, being horny is great. Yeah, it rocks, but it's like oh. <laughs> this. I mean, I wouldn't know, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, me neither. Uh, also, it's not. It's not. Look, if this was an arrow gay, like a full sure, blown yeah. erotic game, then it would be. It would also be be putting it into a different bucket, if you will, mm-hmm, and. Sure. That bucket would be like, hey, in the context of these other games with these sensibilities, mm, how does it hold up? Whereas this is not that kind of game. No. And no, and the not. story isn't that kind of story. So it's that kind of I don't know. It's a bummer, man. Yeah, and it's, I and it's I, I like with I itself. like violence and boobies and you know, eighties action movies. I love all that shit a lot. Yeah. I don't like being taken out of a game. And being reminded that I'm a woman like mm-hmm. that's, you know, like, right. Uh, that's weird. I, I'll also just say that even if all that stuff wasn't in there, I still think this is kind of a tedious gameplay experience. And mm-hmm. I do kind of feel like just the nature of it being so having such so much text to absorb and it, it like 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 what we're saying, we've we've talked a lot about the, uh, you know, the 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 boob touching uh, but that's not the only demerit for this game, at least playing it, you know, today. And honestly, like, I I feel like it, for this format of this kind of adventure um, and this kind of story and, and even having a fucking unfrozen protagonist, it's just like like Snatcher, which is the exact same, which is Snatcher's exact same conceit. Snatcher is just a more interesting version of this. Yeah. Also, the characters are better in Snatcher. There's there's not anyone who's who's like a Gillian Seed or a or a uh, or a Metal Gear Metal Gear your little assistant robot and and Snatcher like those are like cool character interesting yeah. characters there's no no one who really has that same sort of uh, you have that same sort of connection within this game I miss the funny robot yeah was was also there was like I feel like there was a phone number in Snatcher that if you called in real life something happened there were like these weird crunchy Kojima ish things that I felt were either I didn't see because of the amount of work represented in this game. But I feel like there was like shit in these other games that was like a little bit more wild. Right. Whereas this one feels like. I don't know. There's no like take the controller out and plug it in another thing or your map becomes video of a of a woman talking or uh, or. Hey, if you call this number in real life, it'll actually be somebody on the other end of the phone. Or here's a reference to a game I just made. And you're in a bar where everybody's talking about that video game and that company. Like there's a bar yeah. in Snatcher where people are talking about other Konami properties. Yeah. And that feels like playful in a way that this one wasn't. Yeah, there is a bar called the Solid Snake, but that's about as far as it goes. Yeah. Um. Uh. Well, hey, well, let's uh, let's get to our final thoughts on Police Knots. Final thoughts. So we'll say say a positive thing about this game and give it a numerical decimal rating. You know, I will say, although this has been mostly negative, but I didn't hate this experience. I will say, I I, I will confess, I ultimately bounced off of playing it, um, and which I was not expecting to do, and I and I watched a playthrough for the rest of it because mm-hmm. uh, it's just I just found it tedious, and I was like, this is basically this is so much so much of this is not super interactive anyway. Um, but 
I don't know. Maybe I'll return to it at some point. I, I feel like playing the the PlayStation version was I would have had more fun playing the Saturn version. Um, uh, but I, I I guess I'll just go back to I I do feel like it's it's got some of that prescient futurism um, that Heather mentioned and 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 that's like you know hey that's that's a thing he's known for and that's a thing that there's elements of here and and I do feel like it's like it's got some interesting ideas. I just feel like overall it just kind of doesn't really come together. I what what's a I'm trying to think of it cuz I cuz I is is this like a like a like a like a director with a very strong aesthetic um who's got like one like weird film but that some people think is like still it's still for some people it's their favorite. It's like almost like Tarantino's Hateful Eight. I don't know if that's the best example. Yeah. Which is just like this is a film that like a lot of people are just like, uh, oh, this is kind of, I don't know. But some people really like it. I feel like I could see this, this maybe not the best example, but it, it's that kind of game, I feel like, in in uh in in Kojima's repertoire. So yeah. fuck. That's I, interesting. I'll give it a yeah, I don't know. Um where, where do I, how do I rate this thing? I guess I'll give it a seven. That feels about right. I don't know. Heather, what do you think? Well, here's here's the thing, is that until this game, I hadn't played a bad Kojima game. Like, I just, I just had, I'd gone from Death Stranding into last year's Kojima, and I was like, man, this guy can't miss, right? And yeah. I think that when you become, what is the, um, when you have a parasocial relationship with a creator, as mm-hmm. everyone does with all creators, you hold them to a standard that even you couldn't live up to. And this game has tons of cool fucking shit in it. Tons of cool shit. And if I had six months to like click through this visual dictionary, I'd be like, fuck, this game is awesome. You know? Mm. I really loved, so my positive is, kind. it was sound like I'm negging the game, but it's a real, the character design is so good that I looked up the jacket that Jonathan Ingram wears, because I was like, you yes. got to be able to buy this jacket, right? Uh, there's not a ton of options to buy that jacket, but I was like, this character looks so cool, I want to wear these his clothes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, there is, when the game is atmospheric, it has awesome atmosphere. You just don't spend a lot of time in those in those places or linger in those locations. And and I wish there was more of it. Um, I wish I'd known what I had given games. I'm giving I'm gi- I'm also giving this a seven, Nick, a seven. Matt wow. Apodaca, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean. For, for an adventure game to, you know. Be something that I actually really, really enjoy. It's got to be, uh, I guess, I don't know, not this, um, or you know, something, something that's like really, really like <laughs> out, out, of, out of this world, right? Like I really liked um, what remains of Edith Finch. That's a little different, um, sure. But I really liked that thing. I think as a game, it has things in it that I we obviously don't like. It has cool design it has cool music um i think the story for the most part is pretty good like i you know it is uh lethal weapon uh you know x 
die hard uh in in space but i think it's i think it's interesting enough like it was interesting enough for me to like yeah get to a certain point and just be like i'm not gonna finish this there's just so much in it but i my my favorite thing you know this is gonna sound silly i guess but i love the i love the police knots logo like the idea of that like the astronaut da vinci pose is so cool to me that uh I guess it makes up for the whole thing. Not really, but like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I like that. And yeah, this is not something that I don't know. It's just not my favorite kind of thing. Any, anybody could have made, uh, um, not anybody, but like, so I love Hideo Kojima's work. And like, if he can't make it an adventure game that I absolutely love, I don't know if anybody really can like, so I, you know, I'm going to give this, I'll give it a, honestly, like a 6.5. It's not, it's just, these aren't, these aren't my favorite and that's you know a failing within me probably i don't know but they're they're not usually my thing this one didn't convert me and yeah. my favorite thing was a logo the, the these are my thing and i absolutely yeah. adored snatcher as i've said a yeah. half dozen times and and i really wanted to like this game and and still did not have yeah so so i i, I 100 i 100 if you get someone from your perspective being like, eh, this just ain't for me. Yeah. I, yeah. I, but then there are people who fucking love this game. There are people who think mm. this is like their favorite uh, Kojima game. So, hey, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we were wrong. We've got reviews that we've called from the internet. And if we had a negative take on this game, these will be positive reviews. And if we had a positive take, these will be negative reviews. It's the... Segment that changes every week. Maybe we were wrong. <laughs> and I've got a I've got a review from Kotaku in 2014 titled Nine Obscure Adventure Games We Wish Had Sequels uh, by N. Ho Sang and Peter Tirius. It goes like this. Police Knots. Hideo Kojima's Snatcher was a masterpiece. Police Knots took it a step further. Born of Kojima's dream to either be an astronaut or a murder case detective in Los Angeles if his dreams of being a director didn't pan out, Police Knots was science fiction at its best. After an accident in a space colony leaves Jonathan Ingram unconscious for 25 years, he wakes up to discover the world has gone on without him. Its flashes of lethal weapon-esque intrigue give way to the deep metaphysical meanderings that make for the usual Kojima mind meld on top of fantastic production values and mesmerizing art. After a proper English port, we would love a proper sequel. Yeah, I've got I've got one along similar lines. This is a review of the 3DO version by Saturn Forever, and this was reviewed in 2004 on GameFAQs. Worth getting if you can still find it. I am very lucky to have found this game on an online store from Hong Kong. I played quite a bit, but I feel it was well worth it. Even though I cannot read or understand any Japanese at all, I really enjoyed this adventure. I had played Snatcher on my Sega CD a few months earlier, and I just had to get this game. Overall, a very excellent game. It would just be perfect if it were in English. The characters in the game are just so awesome. Adventures like Police Knots and Snatcher are too good to be left in Japanese. We need more people to be aware of these two excellent titles. Maybe down the road, Konami may bring them over. 10 out of 10. Konami never did. 
And that honestly, that is a thing of just like they should have fucking localized this game. They should localize it now. There should be a fucking, uh, you know, uh, there should be a a a a pack that has and they'll they'll never fucking do this, um, especially with the weirdness they have with Kojima. But like there should be like you should you should get Snatcher and Police Knots. Uh, They should both be translated and they should be emulated and playable on modern hardware. It sucks that, that you have to jump through so many fucking hoops to play these games, which are important parts of an important uh, creator's like fucking, uh, you know, history. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I don't know why I got so fired up there. Dude, it's okay. No, this yeah. is fucking bullshit. <laughs> we, Dude, uh, relax. <laughs> we're on a podcast where we talk about stuff. It's okay to talk a lot. Yeah. And angrily. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I have one more from vgeditorials.home.blog. So this is just somebody's WordPress, right? But it's a, a an extensive review of Police Knots. And their takeaway is, when I got a, a Sega Saturn a few years ago, I picked up the Saturn version using the script from the PS1 version to help me play through the game, and I enjoyed it very much. The game has a ton of great ideas, very creative. The plot was solid, and it leaves you guessing the whole way through with a massive load of plot twists as well. The cast of characters were decent. Some were very likable, too, especially Jonathan, who has hilarious lines when it comes to the scenes with fan service. Speaking of the fan service, though there is a lot of it, it's actually tolerable. There isn't anything that's too excessive or oversaturated, like in modern HE animes like Rosario Plus Vampire, High School DXD, etc. Just some scenes where you make Jonathan touch some boobs or listen to Jonathan talk dirty about the women he encounters throughout the game. Moving on, and then the, and then the review just passes past it. And to that point, yeah, when you compare it to stuff that's worse, it really isn't. It's it's almost naked gun territory, like a little, sure. just a little bit yeah. goofy. And if you reposition it like that in your brain, it's not as horrible. Uh, it's just shocking when you don't go into the game with that context. See, maybe I was wrong. I wasn't. Matt, what were you about to say? Uh, I, I This is not like a necessarily like negative or positive, but it's something that I thought I, I thought while I was playing it a little bit that it was a sort of an interesting point too. And then I read this this article um, from uh, Eurogamer uh, by by Simon Parkin, written in in, uh, in two thousand nine. The adolescent is the perfect game hero. The journey that a player undertakes in learning and mastering a game system, advancing uh, from novice to proficiency, exactly mirrors the transition from childhood to to adulthood. What better candidate could there possibly be for the lead role in any video game? It's a point of view that police knots with a cast almost entirely over the age of 45 contests. But then designer and producer Hideo Kojima has never been afraid to use maturity as a lens through which younger players can experience his games. Kojima's most recent creation, Metal Gear Solid 4, starred a man in his 40s with a premature aging disease that made him appear like a man in his 70s. Police Knots might be, first and foremost, a thriller, a detective story, with all the Miss Marple-style trappings you'd expect, but beneath the surface is a game about middle age. That... I guess I, I I I guess I haven't played games like are different now. You're gonna play games with like 
older people and stuff but like when i was sure. a kid all the games all, you would assume all the characters are kids right you're not i guess but you're also not thinking about that canonically mario is 27 years old or something like that but like in in other games that you're playing you're playing like you know kingdom hearts or something or like final fantasy 10 uh yeah, sure everyone's like a teenager. certainly a lot of jrpgs yeah it's, yeah it's a lot of teens that you're controlling yeah this this is a game but it, but it's it is specifically middle-aged men yeah like it's yeah. like that's like the that's who you're dealing with like the yeah. the is it, it doesn't extend to the female cast. No, and no. yeah, I would hardly call how it's handled uh, mature. Like uh, just based on sure. everything we've discussed yeah. thus far. Yeah, when you when you consider the difference between Jonathan Ingram's behavior as a man and Pac Man's behavior as a man, yes, at least Pac Man doesn't at any point grope Miss Pac Man in the cutscenes. He just yeah. falls in love with her and, and as yeah, two yeah. adult people would do although now i'm kind of fantasizing because there's baby pac-man the game and there's miss pac-man but pac-teen would be awesome (laughs) if you were like using your mouth to harass people (laughs) i don't want to eat a ghost dad yeah (laughs) hey that was maybe where i don't know man i feel so weird about this i just i I feel like there's i feel like some people are gonna be mad and then i also feel like it's like i i feel like there's that maybe there's maybe I am wrong. Maybe there's something I missed. There are people who've like written yeah. very lovingly about this game, and but is part of that because of just how scarce and it, it like how hard it is to play. You know, is that does that color how pe- people's perception of it that it feels like a hidden gem? Can I uh, can I say something I that, that might make you feel better? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No gamer has ever heard something that has made them upset. So I think. Oh, thank. Okay, I think that's you're. Really- I think you're okay. <laughs> Well, so okay, because yeah, I I I really wanted to love this, yeah, because yeah. I thought it would make me cooler, you know, like <laughs> like yeah. when you when you when you find something that's obscure and and it's like an album that nobody's heard or an anime that nobody's seen, yeah, liking it makes you feel like you've got a secret cool thing, you know, and. Oftentimes, when you have that secret cool thing, the more secret it is, the more cool it feels. Mm. But I think that any relationship that a consumer has with art, like, for example, I've been a lifelong fan of Neon Genesis Evangelion, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that to love anything without reexamining it is a problem because people evolve, the world evolves, things change and your perspective on things changes. And there are parts of Evangelion now where I'm like, oh, man, this stuff that I've loved for forever has a couple things in it now that I just don't think are great. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that my experiences with that thing in the past were wrong. Right. It just means that you your experience of a thing shifts. So I would hope that if you are fucking furious at us right now for hating on a thing that we dedicate an entire month to. Yes. We love this dude so much that we, we don't do that for anybody else. No. Right. Like I would hope that this inspires you to at least, you know, maybe we're wrong, but also maybe a little bit more critical interaction with a thing like this is, is valuable. Right. 
Or yeah, I think I think that's that's a, that's extremely well said, Heather. Uh, and, and I think there's also a ca- a, a chance that may, maybe you maybe someone can acknowledge all of those flaws and still they can look past them enough. Which it sounds like some of these some of yeah. the people who love this game have done. I'm just like, yes, I acknowledge that these things are yes. problems, but I still I still love it despite that. The, yeah, the um, other thing I think at mm-hmm. play here, it, you know, this is across all media. This isn't just uh, you know uh, a thing with with video games, but like media, any sort of media doesn't have the benefit that we have to grow with time, you know? So like, sure. this is like something, yeah. this was made, it was, it came out in 1994, was probably worked on for a few years before that at a time where this was like a thing that people were like fine with. And obviously now it's not a thing that anybody, you know, that unfortunately that some video game people might still condone, but it's not something we condone. We're not okay with it. And it took us out of it. And I think that's okay. I think it's fine that it didn't jive with us a hundred percent because of a icky thing in it that we did not care for. And, and by the way, just, just to reiterate, and, and, and I think it's a good point, Matt is just like, it's the icky thing is not the only issue I feel like no. we have. It's no. like also that it's just like, is not as fun to play as some other games of this genre. Yeah. If I wanted to read a book, I'd read a book. Uh oh. <laughs> Well, that's really not what I was saying, but uh, okay. <laughs> I will. Can I say that? Yeah. Uh, just as a, a side note, anytime I play on my on my Saturn, I love it. And yeah. the game is so gorgeous on a CRT Fuck. coming out Fuck of the old God. Saturn. Yeah. Holy shit, is it beautiful? You're like, oh, that because also you don't see any of like compression artifacts or stuff because they're smoothed yeah. out by that old resolution and that glow so like when the game started and it has uh it has like a archival footage of like the moon landing and shit in the opening credits it just looks like video footage it just looks like i'm watching and i was like whoa oh man this is awesome so that's another plus for police knots is like you play it on old hardware and you're like man 1994 if you put this in you'd be like Ooh, this yeah. is a good looking game. <laughs> <laughs> I got a fucking CRT. Uh, has anyone done that? I feel like that could be a Kickstarter. Like, has anyone done Kickstarted? Like, it's probably happened a dozen times. Kickstarted like a modern CRT. Like, it's just like it's like a it's like a new CRT that's got like a tube and that you know, that has like like eight hookups like uh, on the, eight sets of hookups on the back so you can hook, hook up all your old like fucking consoles and VCRs to it and shit. I am of two minds of this. One is yes. I'm positive somebody's done this. And the other yeah. is I bet nobody can do this. <laughs> like it, feels, yeah. it feels like you need a factory in order to make right. these vacuum tubes at yeah. scale so that people aren't charged like $8,000 per television. Right. right. But yeah. if there was any company to do it, I bet I bet somebody like analog would. Like, here's a reference quality CRT yeah. <laughs> in order to play a, a game on. So yeah. much, so much old technology was so reliant on tubes. Yeah, yeah. We don't really deal with tubes anymore, do we? Yeah. This is something I'm working through right like, now in the moment. There's, there's radio, yeah. radio tubes, tubes in your car and the fuse box. Yeah, the way my true. mom used to feed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pneumatic tubes. Yeah, yeah. pneumatic tube. <laughs> She'd be upstairs. <laughs> She'd fill the 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 bank deposit box. Yeah, or the <laughs> bank deposit. Thump, and then it would be sent down into the hole and I'd open it up and on all fours in in my in my adult <laughs> diaper, I'd uh-huh. scramble with the like usually scrambled eggs. I'd be just eating, eating scrambled yeah. eggs on all four. Yeah. 
It was great times. Got it. Yeah. Thank you for sending it down here, mother, is what you would say. <laughs> yeah. Into the tube, though. Like, I'd have to, like, put my head sideways and mm-hmm. kind of shout out, Mom, thank you. Thank you for the food. <laughs> well, you had a Saturn as a kid, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's Yeah, it good. was. It was. <laughs> I played it with a series of mirrors. Because they kept it on a different floor. <laughs> hey, it's time for the question block. Ba-ding! All right. This one is from at Unserious Player on Twitter, and they write, Before he predicted internets of death and memes, Kojima made this picture of space travel. Do y'all think elements of space travel in police knots will come to be? Um, yeah, well, you've got like the, uh, you know, the salt tablets you take for rehydration. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it seems like a, you got like the zero G stewardesses. That's the thing that I think of. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like it's, it's, I, I don't know enough about space travel to know how, uh, how prescient this potentially could, uh, could have been. Um, I think, I don't know. Yeah. So it's taken us a a long, 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 long time to get, um, tourists into space. Mm -hmm, We're just now doing it. Right. But I do think that a lot of the stuff he's saying at the end of the game about how unbearable being in space is for people, both physically and mentally, is one of the things that I've read about being a problem. Like yeah. we can't just make we can just make a space elevator and like hang out up there. It's not good yes. for us. And well, what is the syndrome in it? It's SAS, space adaptation syndrome, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like the I, I think that shit, I mean, I don't I don't know that we're ever gonna have a colony. We don't all we had to do was wear masks and we couldn't do that yeah. as, a, as a human race. <laughs> like we're not going to, we're not going to put shit up in space yes. and build a town up there when we don't even, when we don't even pave our roads. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we don't even pave our own roads as potholes. Up and down the fucking street. Velveeta ain't even cheese. I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? You know, what are we talking about? <laughs> this new format becomes way more popular. <laughs> um, I, I, I will say that I think the things that are like, like you talked about the, 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 the digital makeup anticipating Snapchat filters. The other thing, like the, like the organ trade being such mm-hmm. like a big thing yeah. uh, with, with, you know, life extension and that being, being so, you know, such a big thing of like rich people are, are, are hoarding organs. I could see happening. I also think like the, uh, you know, it, it like, like different colonies making the, the, the drug trade far more, you know, lucrative and, 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 you know, uh, uh, uh harder to, uh, to regulate. Um, and then also like, there's the, there's the element of the, the dead people, are like clones are made of them right and are used at that's the staff yeah. at the at the um at the zero g club is like it's a lot of lookalikes of dead celebrities who have been yeah. cloned and uh like 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 that feels like the kind of thing of like i feel like that's what's what's more what we're more likely to see is that they're yeah. just like hey you know we can just uh we can comp- we can make a co- make an exact clone of gina davis 
We we bought the her estate sold us the rights to clone Gina Davis, and now we have this Gina Davis clone that we can use in ads or whatever. You know, I, I feel like that stuff is is maybe more like, or we'll see an Android version of that. Yeah, I don't know why I fixed I, I zeroed in on Gina Davis. She's great. We love her. We love <laughs> Gina Davis. Great in everything on this on this show, don't we? Yeah. Well, is that? I think that answers the question. Do we like Gina Davis? Yes. And that it's a resounding. The answer yes. is yes. The answer yeah. is yes. Yeah. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod or send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 6162Play. That is 616-275-2933. Those, those weren't the Frozeners, right? I got my fucking vocab. I feel like I, I, I should have taken a quiz on this. The Frozeners are a different thing. There, there's, It's like the... The oh. Frozeners are frozen embryos that are then... Uh, implanted into surrogate parents, but they yes. use different kind of blood for space, which is white. I mean, there's so much there. I mean, yeah, we didn't even touch on the Frozeners. Who they're called like the res- like yeah, the, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, they're called like the res- they're not. It's not responders, but it's something like that. They've got there's a term for the the clones of uh, the cl- the fucking clones. That, oh wait, whatever. maybe I wrote it down. Maybe I wrote it yeah. down. Hold on, hold on. Maybe I wrote it down. Let's see. Uh, in my notes, I have touching the old lady's tits blows up the game. Uh, if you blow up the room because of the boobs, you refer to your own death in the sequence. You make out with your daughter. Ooh, Velcro carpet on the moon for low gravity walking was funny because yes. it would make so much noise, but they don't touch on that. I thought that would be like a sub heading under Velcro carpeting. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I like Proto- how B- there's a there's a BBC in this. That's the that's the broadcasting for mm-hmm. Beyond Coast. Yep. There's babies yeah. in vats, biomorts. We didn't talk about biomorts, which are like kind of like what proto, proto BBs. Yes. Biomorts are the ones who are like corpses, but you keep them alive and then you harvest their organs. Oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, Kenzo Hojo and Hartman's CD DVD wall. Didn't touch on that. Or how Ed came back in Metal Gear Solid 2 with the same voice actor. Oh, man. Where is I don't. Rebirthers. 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 It is. it is in my notes. It is in my notes. And you just got like a like a little peek behind the scenes that we don't even get to talk about all the stuff that we think is interesting about the thing that we're playing. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Our music catching and engineering. A f- catching a fly off a woman's breast so that they made... They bounce made me sigh. <laughs> this this like incredibly accomplished woman. And then she's like, ah, a fly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you oh, smack there's, a, there's, a, there's a part where you're looking through CDs on somebody's shelf yeah. and uh, that says these are an antique these days, but my dad doesn't like the sound quality online. And I was like, wow, is that prescient? Yeah. It's like the streaming streaming music is going to be a thing, but it's going to be uh, lossy. And so you'll want a better copy of it. Love that. So much to love. So much to not really feel comfortable with. It's a weird experience. Our music and engineering are by Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And Matt, as we continue, Hideo Kojember, what's next week's game? Next week's game, Boktai. The sun is in your hand. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Bucket. Edge. There's no music, only the sound of how cool you are. <laughs>